The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you all for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you've joined us. We've got another great program for you. I know you'll be inspired and uh, uplifted and get some great uh, new ideas and some uh, experience, strength, and hope that will support your recovery and your spirituality journey. And I want to thank you also for liking Spirit of Recovery on Facebook. Thank you for posting. Thank you for sharing our programs on there. And uh, thanks so much for your participation here on Spirit of Recovery. I want to thank you also for your emails, for letting me know what's happening with you in your spirituality and recovery walk. And also, much gratitude to you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your spiritual community and your other uh, spiritual communities know about us here on Spirit of Recovery on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And thank you for letting me know that what we're doing here is making a difference, it's making an impact on your life, on your recovery, that the guests that we're bringing are really touching your heart and opening your mind, and that's just great. Uh, Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative, people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. And we're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to the Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. Obviously, you can listen live. You can listen via your computer, via your smart device. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. We've got also lots of great archives, so you can listen on demand. Go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery, and you can just find years' worth of fantastic programs, great guests who are really living and working this recovery program and or working with people who are in the recovery process to support them in full well-being. I want you to know as well that if you like what you're hearing on Spirit of Recovery and also the many other great programs on unityonlineradio.org, that you can donate financially if you would like to do that. You can make a one-time financial gift or a recurring contribution, and all of that goes to support this nonprofit online radio network, unityonlineradio.org. It's very simple. You can text from your smartphone to Unity Radio to 72727, and your financial contribution does make a difference, and it's part of that flow of divine prosperity. As you receive, you give, and it all works out. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place so that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction 
Uh, maybe you're the family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction. Perhaps as a family member, you're in your own recovery process. Maybe you're not. Maybe your loved one or friend is or is not in recovery Whatever it is, or maybe you're just curious about the process of recovery, I'm very glad that you're listening, very glad you're here today, and you're welcome to um, email or call in a comment or a question for my guest today about our topic, and we'd be glad to hear from you. Your participation is important. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And 34 years ago, those relationships got me started, uh, got were a catalyst for me to get on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And ever since that time, my walk has been an integration of the spiritual principles of uh, recovery and the spiritual principles of unity. And those are still near and dear to my heart. They're a great blessing in my life, and they keep transforming my life, keep me growing in deeper ways. And so I am grateful, delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what's happening with you in your spirituality and your recovery walk. Today, I've got a great program for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the value of spiritual struggles. You know, finding a relationship with a power greater than ourselves is not an easy matter. Um, it's possible that many of us have old negative experiences, perhaps um, with religion or perhaps just with our own experiences, our attempts to try to make contact, or we have maybe some erroneous ideas and beliefs that are negative that have blocked us. And it seems like sometimes when we're looking to build that spiritual relationship, those old ideas or old hurts kind of jump up and haunt us at just those moments when we're becoming more open and vulnerable. Even though that's painful, that's really a good thing because what that means is that old stuff is coming up to be healed and we can let go of it. It's coming up to show itself. It's kind of like a sixth and seventh step if you're a 12-step person. Um, it's, it shows up to, uh, so we can see it and, and let it go. But So we're not doomed when those things happen. When we're persistent, willing to explore and open to constructive experiences of others in recovery, to hearing how other people make that connection, and when we have the courage to listen, take time. And again, 12-step uh, uh, frame is to take that 11th step, to take that time to pray and meditate, to listen to that loving voice within us. We will find and build that most important of all relationships, and that's that one with our higher power. Today, my guest is Kenny B, and Kenny is a, you're going to just love what he's got to share. He's a person who's um, done just that. Um, Kenny has been working for several years in his own recovery process, and he has struggled, and he's going to share with us today about that. What's happening, though, through his struggles, what's happening through his experiences is that he is uh, being led to a beautiful connection with his higher power, and he has a wonderful and beautiful open mind, and he is moving forward in the depth of his full sobriety and working out his spirituality. So, Kenny, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Very glad you're with us today. Thank you, Anna. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being willing to share with us. So, yeah, Kenny, took- go ahead. And it said it took a little prodding, but yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, I walked through it and, you know, because part of me thinks that, oh, I don't, I don't have anything to share. What can I, you know, how can I help somebody, you know, uh-huh. but, and I'm not an expert on anything. I just, you know, I just know my experience and what I've gone through and what I've done to overcome, you know, that stuff that you were talking about. Right. And, you know, I want to thank you for that because, you know, in all my years and doing a lot of different things and experimenting and trying lots of different paths and ways to grow and all that, it's all been good. And in the end, I'll tell you, Kenny, what I have discovered is that um, what really is real is people doing just what you're saying is sharing um, our own experience. And that's what that's what heals me every time is the honesty and the authenticity. And so I want to thank you for that. It's ne- I finally figured out, and some, most days I remember this, some days I don't, that it's never about having the right answers. It's about having an open heart. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it really, really is. 
So, would you share with us, Kenny, what got you into recovery? Um, oh, I, <laughs> I guess the law. I got a, I got three DUIs in a real short period of time, and the state of New Jersey felt it was important that I go get some treatment. And mm-hmm. I knew at the time that something wasn't right, you know, that, that it was becoming a problem. And so I will, you know, I, I knew I had to change. And so that will, that is what originally got me into it. Mm-hmm. When you um, went into treatment, what was, so you knew, you said you knew something wasn't right, something needed to change. Um, but when you I, got in there, how, how what was that like for you? Were you eager or were you like, eh, I don't know, or discouraged? Or? Um, no, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to because I knew, I knew that once I once I put a drink in me, I could not stop. That I was, I was off to the races, and I could not go any period of time without having a drink, and. I had noticed all the problems that, you know, it was causing in my life, whether in personal relationships or with the law. And um, I just knew that, you know, I had to do something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I, that, I, that I couldn't go on like that. And I, and I was, you know, I was eager. I, I was looking forward to, you know, uh, uh, something different. Mm-hmm. When you when you were in that treatment process again that early time, what was it for you that stood out that was different? Um, what do you mean? Well, like, uh, what was what were you hearing or what was happening to you in that treatment process that was uh, new or something that you oh like oh yeah I wanted to hear this or that was making was helping you see things in a different way or maybe do things differently than you had been when you were uh, well I guess originally I had gone into rehab thinking they were going to teach me how to drink socially you mm-hmm. know how I'd be able to only have one or two and boy was I in for a rude awakening mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they were you know they were telling me that I you know I just I I couldn't have any. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and then they, you know, they, the, they started in with that, you know, if you have to have a God and that, that kind of freaked me out, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but I, I, again, I just knew that I just knew something needed to change. I could not, I could not keep going the way that I was going. Right. That, that's the one thing I knew. And so I pretty much just put blind faith into it and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do whatever you tell me because mm-hmm. my way wasn't working. Right, right. So you were willing. And I know that um, you had uh, an experience young, years earlier in your life um, with religion that was very difficult for you. So when you say that about when they told you you needed to find a God, that was maybe like a, uh, uh-oh. Because you had had some yeah. different experiences. Would you share that with us, what happened for you in your early childhood? And then um, you had some other yeah. things, too, later on. I was raised in a really strict religious family. Um, forced to go to church and Sunday school every Sunday, no matter how sick I was or whatever. Um, and I remember being really young. I was like seven years old. And I was in Sunday school, and they were... They, they were telling us the story of the Passover and how the angel, you know, passed over and, you know, killed the firstborn son of all, you know, of all the Egyptians. And I just, you know, something inside of me was screaming, this is not right. This is not what God is. And so I spoke up and that led to many years of, of problems in my family and in the church I was forced to go to. Um, and that really started me on to like, you know, I, I don't believe everything I'm being told here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, with a, with, with a strict religious, um, mother, that was really, you know, <laughs> that led to many, many problems. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like really um, for you that there was a lot of conflict around religion. Is that true yeah. in your childhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, another thing that, that sticks out was I remember being told in Sunday school that we have to be loving and compassionate towards everybody. And then after church, the, my Sunday school teacher slapping the heck out of his child for spilling a drink in the car. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, again, I'm like seven or eight years old, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, what were you just telling me a couple hours ago? You know, so I, I've always, <clears throat> I, I've always had a problem with the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so, ha- um, go ahead. And, and, and I, you know, I, I saw it in my family life, or, you know, at my home life, where it almost seemed like if you went, if you went to church for the two hours on Sunday and got communion and put money in, in the basket, you could act any way you wanted and say anything you wanted and do anything you wanted the rest of the week. Just as long as those two hours on Sunday you were there, everything was okay and forgiven. And, you know, that that, that really left a, a sour taste in my mouth about it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the whole time, everything inside of me is telling me, no, this is not what God is. You know, so it, it it really, this struggle's been going on for a decade, you know, with mm-hmm. him. Right. So in your own mind then, as a child, like, like you're saying, you're seeing things outside of yourself that are not adding up. The insides aren't matching the outsides, in a sense. So what did you, what was your own internal experience of God at that as a child? What did you think, or how did you, how did you work with that or not? Um, I believe that God is love. You know that that God is an all loving, all all caring, you know, entity. I don't want to say person, but you know, like a, a, a spirit or entity. And you know, the the, the hellfire and the, how he's you know he's a he's a damning God and he's a punishing God. To me, that's that that never was what love is. You know, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I, I I can't explain it. You know, mm-hmm. It's just something inside that was telling me, no, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you able to find other people when you in your childhood that you could kind of agreed with or not about that sense of God or who God was as love, or did you just kind of feel like you were on your own with that? I felt I was on my own. Mm-hmm. I you know I I <laughs> I think that. That was part of my, you know, addiction was was never feeling a part of. I saw all these people believing this, and yet I didn't, and I felt different, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I never felt like I fit in. I never felt like I was part of, and, and until drugs and alcohol came along. Mm-hmm. And then that just took that away, and I felt like a part, you know, I felt a part of. Mm-hmm. When you started using, um, how old were you when that started happening? When you started uh, into the drugs and alcohol? Um, I was thirteen when I started smoking pot, and I uh, started getting into psychedelics like LSD and mushrooms when I was fifteen. I started drinking around sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, uh, um. Well, consciously, anywhere or where it was my choice. I mean, when I was younger, you know, my dad, my dad would give me a drink every now and then. Um, he was he was a, a heavy drinker in my younger childhood, and after my, I remember after my baseball games, we would go to the local bar afterwards, and he would every once in a while he'd let me have a drink, mm-hmm. and you know, all, all I knew was that it made me laugh. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it wasn't, you know, that, that really, I don't really consider that when I started drinking. I consider like, you know, in my teens when I, um, when I consciously chose that, okay, this is what I want to do. That's what right. I consider. Yeah. When I started, that's when I started drinking. 
Right. That's where you're heading. It's uh, time for our break, but uh, Kenny, when we come back, what I'm going to ask you and talk a little bit about it first is how that uh, affected your sense of who God was when, once that you um, started using. What happened to your concept of God? Because that's often so intertwined in, in uh, important ways for people and, mm-hmm. and not maybe not always the same way. But um, it's time for our break. My guest is okay. Kenny B. We're talking about the value of spiritual struggles and uh, Kenny sharing with us his experience, strength, and hope. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source. And each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my, our topic today is the value of spiritual struggles. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and my guest is Kenny B. Kenny is a person who has been working for several years in his recovery process, and he is sharing with us um, how his struggles to make that conscious contact with the higher power as he understands it is uh, leading him to a beautiful connection with that higher power. And uh, we know that finding that connection is a, is a work for all of us. Uh, that are in the recovery process, and uh, we get to heal all those old tapes, all those old blocks that show up. And Kenny's uh, sharing with us about how that works. Before I get back to my conversation with Kenny, I want to invite you to join me in a brief meditation, a moment of quiet, our serenity minute, to share a constructive idea, and to spend a few moments in the quiet. So I invite you to relax, to be aware of that presence of love and peace in the very crown of your head and feeling that relaxation as it moves all the way through your body temple very gently and easily, being aware of your breath and allowing yourself to relax and allowing the thoughts to just drift to the edges of your awareness. And share with me this constructive idea. My higher power loves me. My higher power is loving, gentle, accepting, and guides me in all ways. 
My higher power loves me. My higher power is loving, gentle, accepting, and guides me in all ways. And now let's take a moment in the quiet. friends for joining me in the Serenity Minute and I trust that it was an opportunity for you to relax, to open up to that loving presence of your higher power and make that conscious connection and just know that God is right there within you and with you. And so now we're back to our conversation with my guest Kenny B and we're talking about the value of spiritual struggle. So, uh, Kenny, in the first part of our program today, you were sharing with us about your uh, experience in a in maybe a, a more uh, rigid and demanding kind of hellfire and brimstone uh, religion as a child, and your own f- experience inside yourself that that's not God, that God's loving. And then, um, as you're saying, you got introduced and uh, to drugs and alcohol, or alcohol and other drugs, I guess more properly there, uh, when you were 13, 14, 15, and 16. And my question to you, Kenny, is how did that you're beginning to uh, use the chemicals, and then uh, how did that affect your sense of God? Did you kind of forget about God, or? Or what happened? I don't know. It's different for different people. What happened to your sense of God? Yeah, it, it kind of made me forget about God. And also, um, you know, I often say that it, it, it helped in some sense that psychedelics put the, um, the Bible into perspective for me in mm-hmm. the sense that while I didn't see a talking, uh, talking snake or a bush that suddenly caught on fire and started talking, I did see my TV melt. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it kind of it kind of put the Bible in the perspective that okay, that you know that these are like stories, and I can I can get the message from it, but I don't have to believe it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which which is the opposite of what I was taught when I was younger, that, no, this is real, this is re- this really happened. And, you know, and, and the, the internal struggle, I guess the logical part of my brain saying that, that that's impossible. Right, right. So, and so yes. I, basically, I basically forgot about it and just, you know, didn't, I came to the realization that, well, if, if what you're telling me got, that's God, then I just want nothing to do with it. Right. So you get into a treatment. They tell you you got to find a God. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and because the, the, only, the only final reference I have is what I was taught. Right. And so I started, re- you know, reading other stuff. Um, I started reading. reading um, I, I started reading um, Wherever You Go, There You Are. Um, I started reading, um, various, various other stuff. Um, wow. Um, titles are like escaping me right now, but, um, I know that wherever you go, there you are. That was one of my first introductions to, um, you know, to to something different. Um, What did you hear in there? Yeah. That caught your attention in the, wherever you go, there you are. I've never heard of that. Um, the, right. I've heard the term, but not the book. What touched you about that, that one? Uh, that that uh, all the answers are within me. That mm-hmm. and, and that I that I can seek spirit within. And I was lucky enough to have somebody had mentioned, um, you know, that the quote where Jesus said, "The kingdom of God is within you," and mm-hmm. you know that that resonated with me. And uh, you know. Uh, various other books on the teachings of, of Buddha. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I I started going down, you know, started going down that road, and um, oh, 
I, I remember moving to Florida and uh, running into running into somebody that was in the program and that was a big fan of the Grateful Dead like myself. And they had asked me if I wanted to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I was like, wow, deadheads going to church? It must be a cool church. So, yeah, I'll go check it out. And, you know, it, it ended up being a Baptist church and the hellfire and damnation. And this one actually happened with the minister of that service said, um, rock and roll is the devil's music. And if you listen to rock and roll, you're going to burn in hell. And I'm, I, I remember looking at my friend and just saying, you know what, I'm not going to listen to this. I'll meet you out of the car and I walked out and um, I gave up on the God thing for a while mm-hmm. but you know this uh, I tried but it's not going to work mm-hmm. and when then went, I um, <laughs> go ahead well when that happened did you were you still reading the other things like the, the things that from Buddhism or maybe I'm guessing maybe from 12 step literature or whatever or did you just kind of ditch the whole spiritual thing for a while? Um, a little bit of both. It was like, you know, in and out. I'd say, okay, and then I, you know, I, I would do 12-step stuff and um, would just forget about it and try to, like, I- I- ignore the whole, you know, God thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had also come across, it was right around that time that Marianne Williamson's um, A Return to Love came out. Mm-hmm. And some, somebody gave me that, and that had a real, a real big impact on my spiritual development. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's one of my favorite books. What is it that and, stands out to you in that in that book? Oh, love is what we were born with. Fear is mm-hmm. what we're taught. The spiritual mm-hmm. journey is the unlearning of the fear. Mm-hmm. You know that's. That, that that resonated so loudly. It's like it it might as well have been on a billboard in big neon lights. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that that really really struck home. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at, at some point, you got introduced to Unity. Tell us about that to the Unity teachings. How did yeah, that? Yeah, it was happen? after. Um, it was after that thing happened with the. You know, with my friend and the whole rock and roll thing, and um, I was outside of a I was outside of an AA meeting and talking to our, our mutual friend Richard, mm-hmm. and I, I just looked at him and I I said, you know, I'm like I'm like I'm thinking I, I should give this God thing a try, and the meeting happened to be held at a Unity Church, and he said, well, why don't you try this one? And I said, yeah, well, I I don't know. You know, uh, me and me and organized religion, I always end up feeling more guilty when I leave than when I walked in there. And uh, he, he said, you know, he said about 99% of the people felt that same way when they first came here. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then he mentioned how, like, you know, it's like more than half, more than half of the members are, you know, or one of us, meaning like, you know, tw- in the program. And, you know, 12 steppers. And so I said, all right, I'll give it a shot, you know. And, of course, I went in, I went in there thinking, you know what, this ain't going to work. It's going to be the same old stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna walk out feeling worse than I did when I walked in. And uh, they, after the meditation, the song the lady sang was The Beatles, All You Need Is Love. And I'm like, I'm hearing the Beatles in church. <laughs> and and the minister at the time, Phil, he he was a big Calvin and Hobbes um, fan, and so was I. And he read a Calvin and Hobbes strip and pertained it, you know, you know, pertained it to the message that he that he was speaking on that week. And I'm like, I'm hearing Calvin and Hobbes in church. I'm like, okay. And then it, then at the end, when they did the, um, you know, when they closed with the peace song. You know, I, I distinctly remember, like, you know, tears coming down my eyes and just saying, I'm home. Mm-hmm. I'm home. That, that this, you know, tears are, st- I'm starting to tear up now thinking about it. Um, <laughs> you know, just, it, it, it was that, that, you know, this was what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And wow. That was my introduction. That was my mm-hmm. introduction to it. And you know, I, I wish I could remember what his, you know, what his um, message was that day. Um, that, that escape, but I do remember agreeing with what they were saying, and it was all that you know, God, that God is inside of us, and God is love, and I, I distinctly, I do remember him saying, using the word help, but kind of like making fun of it, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, right on, right on, mm-hmm. I, I, I like this, mm-hmm. I, I can relate to, it. and again, it all goes back to my insides telling me that you know, saying, look, the, you know, the, this is the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so That's that neat. Was my, that was, that mm-hmm. was my introduction to unity, and I've been going back ever since. Great. How has it changed for you? What's, what's, um, how is it, how do you keep growing, Kenny, um, in unity? What do the teachings mean to you now? Um, or how do you, how do you use them? You know, it it really is a, a week by week thing. It just just the way it works out is that whatever I'm going through, I hear, I hear from the minister. I you know what it, it could be. You know, it, any kind of problem I'm going through, I hear the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember oh, a couple months ago, various situations in my life, and I had. I had asked a couple, I had said a couple to a couple people, I'm like, what am I doing to attract, where I keep attracting these kind of people into my life? And I must have said it to like four or five different people. Well, I went to, when I went to Unity the following Sunday, the minister said in his, and you know, in his sermon, he said, do you ever find your, do you ever catch yourself asking, what am I doing to attract these kind of people into my life? <laughs> You know, and it, it, it's it, it's things like that. It's it's it, it's making me feel like I'm tuned in to um you know tuned in to God and you know and and God knows what I need to hear and and using the minister or the service to speak to me. Mhm. Mhm. And it's a really, really, really good feeling. You know, yeah. Uh huh. That's wonderful. So let's, it lets me know that he, she, it is there and listening, you know. Right. A very active, you know, a very active part of my life. Right. You know, it's, I love it, what, what you're saying. It, it's so neat. It, it is. It's like my experience is that when I put myself in places like Unity or like in recovery community or wherever where people are interested in their spiritual growth, where they're doing it, it's like, it's like, boy, it, it just flows like you're saying the the responsiveness the activity the the solutions just sort of flow because it's like this energy field almost how do you see that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, I i love it you know like i said i love it there was a there was a point where i didn't i didn't really go i didn't go to church that often because um when i was up in new jersey I tried the unity there, and I really, I just couldn't relate to the, um, to the minister. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the, luckily, the the one unity I go to down here, they they broadcast their, um, you know, their Sunday service. So I was able to watch it on the computer at home up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And lately, it's lately I've been going every Sunday just because I know I'm going to hear what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spiritual development, it's, it's, it's an, for me, it's an ongoing process. Right. And what do you, tell us what you mean by that. How is it an ongoing process? I think that's true. Well, there's that saying they have in, um, you know, in, in AA and in, you know, 12 step programs, more will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and that every, you know, every day or every, you know, whenever, more stuff gets, you know, more stuff gets revealed. And um, I'm a firm believer in um, when, the, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and and so that, you know, like every week or, or every other week, you know, which I, I hear what I need to hear, and w- which, which 
you know, sends me on, continues me on the path. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I know that in some really important ways, you've been, you've had some experiences with that in your recovery. And um, when the student's ready, the teacher appears and more will be revealed. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's time for our break right now. But when we come back from our break, Kenny, I'm going to ask you if you would to share with us about that, about some, some awarenesses and um, so forth that you're having in your recovery and how that's really making a big, powerful difference for you. So um, it's time for our break. So when right. we come back... Um, we're going to hear some more from our guest here today, Kenny B., and we're talking about the value of spiritual struggles and a very appreciative, Kenny, of what you're sharing with us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on mobile listening. There is an Irish proverb that says, Your feet will bring you to where your heart is. I'm Ted Collins, Dean of Unity Institute and Seminary, and I hope you'll join Unity Friends next spring as our hearts lead us to Ireland itself. We'll see the sights, enjoy the people, and learn about the many spiritual connections between Celtic and Unity traditions. I invite you to join me and other Unity Friends on this wonderful journey to Ireland March 31st through April 9th. Go online today and take advantage of our early booking bonus by visiting unityinstitute.org slash travel. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And our topic today is the value of spiritual struggles. My guest is Kenny B., and he is sharing with us his journey to creating a relationship with his higher power and how he has worked through some old negative experiences that he had with ideas about God and um, how he has uh, found that connection and keeps developing that connection with God of his understanding, that understanding that God is love. So, Kenny... um, before the break, you were sharing with us that you do continue to develop your understanding of God, your relationship with your higher power. You shared that idea that's um, in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous that uh, more shall be revealed. And I know that's been happening for you in your recovery. Um, you have been, um, you've, you've shared with me, and I appreciate your honesty, that you have um, had some relapses in your recovery process and share with us about that you know 
relapse is an opportunity to learn and grow, and you're sure doing that. So would you share with us about uh, relapses and about how that is part of how that's impacting your spirituality and how your spirituality is impacting that? So we're, share with us, would you please? Uh, yeah, you know what? I have had, I've had a bunch of relapses. Um, you know, at first a lot of it was not, not being comfortable with the second and third step, mostly the third step. And that's a step of making that relationship uh, with a higher power. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You know, I, 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 every time I would get comfortable with what my idea of my higher power was, I, in the back of my head, I, I would hear my mother's voice saying, you're going to burn in hell. You're going to go to hell for thinking like that, you know? And, um, I, I, I guess the guilt or whatever, I, I would drink to take that voice away. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I never, I never could surrender to, you know, to the program. Um, I never could make, the, I never could make the changes or, or surrender to God, which was needed to work the rest of the steps. You mm-hmm. know? Um, mm-hmm. I never felt that I could live up to what, what they were saying you needed to do in the Bible. I was just, you know, I'm like, I, I don't, A, I don't believe it, and B, I, I, I can't live up to that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, that, that was part of you know that that was a big 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 part of a lot of my um, a lot of my struggles, not working mm-hmm. the steps and it all coming down to my you know my higher power and my being okay with what um, you know with what my belief is, mm-hmm. and I I guess out of desperation, you know I I became willing and I was lucky enough that um, God saw fit to put somebody in my life I had just shared at a meeting that you know I'm having a problem with this God word you know every time I hear it in a meeting my skin starts to crawl and um, a guy came up to me and he said well you know he said if you got a problem with that word every time you hear it substitute the word love for it you know and that was a concept I could handle you know, mm-hmm. I, I could grasp that, and it's what it's what I always believed. So, somewhere, you know, somehow the light bulb went on, and said, "Oh, okay." So then it then it just became anytime somebody said the word God, it just automatically in my head went to love, and mm-hmm. to where after a while it just became automatic, and now I'm perfectly okay with hearing the word God and saying the word God. Mm-hmm. You know, and and my sponsor gave me the set aside prayer. Yeah, tell us what that is. It. Yeah, it's beautiful. Tell us. Would you sh- uh, share that with us? The concept of that. Um. It, well, the the gist the gist of it is, you know, let me help me set aside everything that I think I know. Um. While my um my preconceived um, ideas of what God is, so that He can reveal Himself to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I, I said that, and I, I guess I was really desperate at the time. Um, and I, I just fully abandoned. I said, you know, God help me. I can't do this anymore. Um, I've tried all these different ways, and nothing's working. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just surrender to you and reveal yourself, and show me what you want. What, show me what you want me to do. And then doors just started opening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, these people were put into my life, and I had a sponsor that that um, that took me took me through the book and the steps. And I think a lot of it had to do with my with my being open to allowing God to you know to reveal you know Himself or herself or whatever to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a tremendous healing, uh, like you said, of the past, of those old um, negative messages, negative ideas about God, hurtful ideas, I'm going to say. I'll venture out that far. And, wow, do you, does it seem that way to you? Like a, Or maybe you'd have another word for it, or like a real healing of that relationship yeah. with yeah. God? Yep, that works. And uh, mm-hmm. 
And somewhere along somewhere along the line, all the books I've read, just it just just all the pieces came together. Now mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know whether that was out of my desperation or whether it was from actually saying the set aside prayer and honestly meaning it out of desperation, you know. Um, but but somewhere along the line, all the all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm grateful to kid. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now I know that uh, today you shared with me uh, that in in your life today that you really work to listen to the still small voice and um, also that you around spirituality that you question everything and that's how you keep growing but tell us some more about that how do you listen and how do you question um well just the way i question is whenever i get an idea i'm like well is that true and then i try to meditation has taught me to um taught me how to quiet the voice of the ego that really loud voice in my head Mm -hmm. and to calm that, you know, through through breathing, um, I can calm that down, and I can listen to the, you know, the, the quiet voice that's underneath all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's really through, you know, meditation opened up that channel for me. Mm-hmm. Do you meditate every day? And there's no right or wrong to this. I'm just asking you, how do you do it? What's your spiritual practice? Um, I, I do, I do various, you know, I, I, in the morning I go out, I get my cup of coffee and I breathe and I just ask, you know, I, I ask, ask God to direct my thoughts and my actions. Then I'll, I'll just sit there and I won't think I'll just sit there and breathe and, and then eventually stuff will, you know, stuff will come to me like, um, you know, Hey, maybe I should do this today. Maybe. You know, maybe this needs to get done. Um, I do walking meditation. Um, I I listen to guided meditations sometimes. You know, like uh, uh, YouTube's awesome for that. You know, mm-hmm. all you got to do is type in guided meditation, and a whole bunch will pop up, and then it's you know <clears throat> whatever I want to, whatever I feel like listening to. You know. Mhm. Mhm. So That's and I, I do my best to go to sleep to a to a meditation at night, whether it's one on love, whether it's one on forgiveness, or you know what. It really all depends what grabs my attention at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and again, I think I think part of that is that's part of God's way of saying, "Hey, you need to listen to this," you know, because something inside. Something inside gets triggered and said, "Oh, this is what this is what I need to listen to," you know. Right. It's all, it's, it's all it's all through meditation that that I learned to to open that channel and hear that hear that small voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's neat. You know, it's, Go ahead. It's a daily struggle. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say struggle because you know. Some some days are it's a struggle, you know. Uh, other days it, it's really not it's not a struggle at all. It's you know it's just like breathing, or you know or eating. You know, I just go through the day and do it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know some days I can get wrapped up in fear, and you know I've been <laughs> I've been dealing with with a lot of fear lately and. Uh, again, I got what I needed to hear this past Sunday at Unity, the, um, you know, through the meditation and and the minister's talk. You know, the answer that came back to me really loud was, "God's got your back." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ha- having to make you know having to make this choice in life, and like, do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And you know, knowing what I need to do, but the fe- but. The voice of fears there saying, no, you need to do this. And, um, you know, uh, again, uh, you know, the message came loud and clear that God's got your back. Do what you <laughs> do, what you know is the right thing to do and let we fear alone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, m- most most days I don't. Most days I can shut that voice of fear off. Some days it's you know it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I wish there was a you know a simple solution or that you know that I'd always be able to you know not listen to the voice of fear. But you know I'm human, and there are you know there are going to be days when when that's what I listen to. And luckily through uh, through all my reading and through all my meetings and and people in my life, you know what. I'm able to recognize it and become aware. Oh, wait a minute. That's just fear talk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny that, Kenny, that you're saying this because what you're talking about is exactly what the Unity Little Reader, the Daily Word, was talking about Mm -hmm. today. Exactly that. It was like, exactly like following my intuition, that still small voice. Um, If I get scared, Listen, no, God's holding my hand. It's, it's funny. It's exactly what you're saying. Huh. Exactly what it is cool. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't read it, but I. I didn't read it, but yeah. Uh huh. That, that's funny. Yeah, it's and exactly seeing, what and it it's is. Those little, it's, it's those little synchronicities that let me know that you know that I'm tuned into the right thing. You know? uh-huh. As, uh-huh. as opposed to what I was, what was being forced on me. You know, back back in my youth, right? Kind of kind of lets me know that I'm on the you know that I'm on the right path, right? Yeah, that's wonderful. It's it's our time is up. It's time to close. But I want to thank you so much, Kenny. And you know, to me, what I've really gotten out of what you shared today is that that you you have done it as a, an adult working with God and God working with you. That you found that real connection that you always had as a child, but now you're able to really develop it. And just like what you're just saying, now you can know what's real and what's not real. And thank you. It's, you've really mm-hmm. touched me, and, and thanks much. It's been great. Thanks for sharing with thank us. Thank you. And, and I, I just want to add, for anybody that's listening, that's struggling the way, you know, that I did, just just listen to your insides. Your, you know, the, your intuition, your insides, the God within will lead you down the right path. Just just keep plugging along. Well, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful words. Wonderful heart. So I want to thank all of you for listening, and thank you, Kenny, again so much for being my guest today here on Spirit of Recovery. And many blessings to all, and have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests We'll share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, 
wholeness and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life. 